This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 141 of the Catholic Foodie, a Louisiana classic, chicken and andouille gumbo. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about gumbo. That's right, gumbo, that Louisiana classic. Oh, it's so good. And you know what, folks? This is the real deal. This is authentic gumbo. It isn't store-bought, not frozen, it's not prepackaged. This is something you make with your own hands in your own kitchen in your own house. Or maybe at a friend's house. You know, there's nothing like the warm nuttiness of a roux pervading the rooms of a house in the late afternoon. And your gumbo making is a community event, too. And we're going to talk more about that right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right. Gumbo making is a community event. Uh, not only can everybody smell it, but you need a big pot to make it in, too. <laughs> you know, I can still think back to my days as a child of seven or eight, and I can recall the smell of my mom making roux and the happiness that that smell brought me. You know, my mom used to make chicken and sausage gumbo regularly. And uh, gumbo is a dish of smells. You have the roux, the sautéed onions, the celery, the bell pepper, the fresh garlic— and, uh, you know, after all those delicious smells comes yet another delicious smell, and that is sausage cooking in a skillet. Mm-hmm. And you have to cook it first because you want to degrease it, right? You want to decrease, degrease the, the sausage before adding it to the gumbo. Otherwise, you're going to wind up putting a whole lot of grease in that gumbo, and that's not good. You're going to have to fish it all out before you serve it anyway. <laughs> So andouille, andouille, what is andouille? What is that all about? Uh, in your neck of the woods, you may not have andouille sausage readily available. But we have it here. You know, andouille is uh, spelled A-N-D-O-U-I-L-L-E. It, it, it's a very French term. Uh may even resemble the, the Spanish because that double L is like a, a Y, right? A-Y-E sound. So andouille, andouille is, is the word. Uh, if you're not from South Louisiana, you, you may have never had real gumbo before and, and, and probably never heard of andouille. You know, andouille is a coarse-grained, spicy smoked pork sausage used in gumbo to add heat and flavor. In this case, in this case, uh, heat refers to spicy hotness, right? Or uh, as we say down here, hot with pepper, <laughs> as, as opposed to hot with fire. So that's uh, something that you you hear a lot down here. Someone says, "Man, this is hot." And you say, "What? Hot with pepper or or hot with fire?" So uh, andouille does definitely add a little hot with with pepper, you know, to to the gumbo. Now, typically, you won't see anyone down here eating andouille sausage. Uh, by itself, um, it, you, usually it's 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 used for gumbo or another gumbo-related dish. It could be a different soup. It could be a different kind of gumbo, uh, but something along those lines. Now, gumbo, I'm telling you, gumbo is very simple. It is simple. It is deep. It is rich. Uh, that's it. It, it. Simple ingredients, a deep flavor, and a rich goodness. And it, it's an ideal dish. For cooler weather, but you know, since it, it tastes so good, and, and and we don't have too much cool weather down here, you know, we often joke that as long as it's lower than like seventy degrees or so, it's it, it's okay to make gumbo. 
<laughs> now, in the past, I have shared with you my recipe for turkey bone gumbo. You can find that over at catholicfoodie.com. And for us, turkey bone gumbo is the only reason that we bake a turkey on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, really. I mean, it's, we, we eat the, the turkey Thanksgiving. We enjoy it. It's not bad. It, it's good. Uh, but but it, that, that's just an excuse <laughs> to make turkey bone gumbo the day after. So what we really want is our, the bones, first of all, to make, to make a stock, and then the, the leftover meat for the gumbo the next day. Uh, you know, I've also shared with you over at CatholicFoodie.com my recipes for uh, seafood gumbo, for shrimp and okra gumbo, and I even shared a recent, recently, very recently, a gluten-free shrimp and okra gumbo. You know, seafood gumbo is definitely a winter dish for us, and we usually make it only once or twice a year because it's so daggum expensive. I mean, seafood is not cheap, you know? Not at all. Uh, shrimp and okra gumbo, in a way, is kind of confusing because... Uh, you know, gumbo is really kind of for, for cooler weather. It's a, it's a hot soup kind of a dish. It, it's ideal for cooler weather. But shrimp season and okra season both span the summertime. So what's up with that? You know, I guess you have to freeze the shrimp and freeze the okra and then make it in the, uh, in, in the winter. I, I, I don't know. But I, I admit, I do admit, I've made uh, more than one shrimp and okra gumbo this past summer. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I mean, just... It tastes so good. Even though it's hot outside, it's just so delicious. So, uh, you know, you can freeze the shrimp. You, you can use frozen shrimp to make gumbo any time of the year. You know, but I, I prefer to cook with fresh ingredients. So, yeah, you know, that's me. Shrimp and okra gumbo, smack dab in the middle of summer. Yeah, mm-hmm, I, I did that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even though I make those other gumbos throughout the year, um, and I've shared those recipes with you, you know, I have to tell you that this chicken and andouille gumbo is really my favorite. Uh, it, it's the simplest to make, and it, it just warms my heart. I mean, it, it, it brings back my childhood more than anything else. It's, it's phenomenal. So uh, chicken gumbo, chicken andouille, you know, I, I've often, I joke about it when I make chicken gumbo. I sometimes revert into a Justin Wilson-type speak and uh, call it chicken gumbo. You know, is it really chicken or is it chicken? And uh, <laughs> one of my earliest foodie influences was Justin Wilson. He was an old Cajun fella who wasn't really Cajun, by the way. Uh, he did comedy and he did cooking. He had a cooking show. Uh, long before cooking shows were all the rage, he had a cooking show. And uh, he cooked good Cajun food and told funny stories. That was what he was all about. It used to make me laugh, and I just loved the food. I mean, it was just wonderful. So, you know, even though he wasn't really Cajun, his wife was, and he worked hard to develop an authentic Cajun accent. Chicken uh, was a word that he often pronounced as chicken, <laughs> as in a chicken and andouille gumbo. Uh, you know, for your, your viewing entertainment, I have included a short clip of Justin Wilson over at CatholicFoodie.com for the show notes of this episode uh, chicken and andouille gumbo. You can go find that over at catholicfoodie.com. I got a link there. I actually embedded the YouTube video of this for you, and uh, I certainly hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. Now, I do want to play at least a little clip here in the beginning to kind of whet your appetite, you know, and let you know a little bit about who this Justin Wilson character is and why you might want to go over to catholicfoodie.com and watch the rest of this. But let's let's take a, a brief listen here to just a a, a, a few minutes of uh, 
what Justin, or at least a moment or two of what Justin Wilson has to say. You know how come the chicken crossed the road, huh? Uh, ready to, to run away from them Cajuns. I'll tell you right now, because Cajuns will eat most anything, and they love to cook chicken. They love to eat chicken. That's for true. I'll tell you that right now. And uh, today I'm going to cook you some chicken gumbo with andouille in it. That's a sausage that's a, that we make in Louisiana just for making gumbo. It's a gumbo sausage. It's spelled A-N-D-O-U-I-L-L-E, andouille. Anybody know how to spell that? I'll guarantee you. <laughs> and it's a wonderful sausage, so seized sausage. It really is. Now, right now, though, what I would like to do is just tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story before I get started. Because I like to did that. I like, just like to get myself in a good humor and everybody else is looking at me. Years ago in Baton Rouge, when they had just one precinct for the police station, they got a call there from an old maid, female lady woman. She wasn't making gumbo, no, they just got a call from her. And she said, brought yourself, and right now, and the dispatching man on the telephone say, what's the trouble, lady, huh? She said, there's a man next door with indecent exposing himself to me, and I don't like that sum, none at all, any. Well, they send one of them petroleum cars right now. <laughs> the red light blinkety, 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 the syringe on full blast. And they get there, and you get out, the policeman, cop, go to the door, flap, 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 knock on the door, and this lady brought herself to the door, she said, brought yourself with me. He followed her right into her bedroom. And she pointed next door and said, look at that. That man indecent exposing himself to a maiden female woman like me, and he'd look over there next door, and the man in his bathroom shave himself. Got one of them high windows that hit him right here on the chest. He said, Lady, I can't took that man downtown for indecent exposing himself. All I can see is his head, neck, and shoulder in that high window. She said, Stood up on his box over here, get a much more better view, I guarantee you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Justin Wilson for you. <laughs> I guarantee. Uh, lots of fun, folks. Lots of fun. You can find a full clip there. Uh, see Justin Wilson in action, making gumbo and telling jokes over at CatholicFoodie.com. And, uh, you know, if you if you grew up in South Louisiana or you grew up anywhere where Justin Wilson was on TV, I'd love to hear about it because that, that man, <laughs> he was something else. I'd tell you that. Now, riddle me this. You know, why the Rue? Why the Rue? R-O-U-X. Rue. Uh, well, you know, roux, roux is very important in uh, uh, Cajun and Creole cuisine. And, um, you, you know, without the roux, there, there's no gumbo. It's just <laughs> no roux, no gumbo. It's just no other way about it. You know, roux is really just equal parts oil and flour. And essentially what you're doing is you're frying the flour and the oil until it becomes a color of dark chocolate. But without burning it, that's very important. You don't want to burn it. Now, why do we do this? Because the roux adds a depth of color and flavor to the gumbo that it would not have otherwise. It also thickens up the gumbo, setting it apart from any other kind of soup. So that, that's what roux is all about. Now, what, what kind of oil, what kind of flour, right? What, what, what are you talking about? Well, you know, I've seen roux made with olive oil, canola oil, vegetable oil, Crisco. Now, when I was growing up, I think my mama used Crisco. Uh, I don't advocate that anymore. <laughs> vegetable shortening, uh, you know, uh, I've seen roux made with butter, I've seen them made with uh, reduced duck fat, goose fat, coconut oil, and even the grease from andouille. Uh, yeah, I do recommend those oils, 
You need something with a high smoke point. You don't want the oil to burn. Uh, any kind of flour will do. Anyway, let me say one more thing about that. You know, uh, with, with olive oil, extra virgin olive oil is best for salads. It's best for uh, maybe light cooking. Something where you, you're not going to heat it up too much because extra virgin olive oil will smoke. It will burn. Um, if you're going to do something at high heat or a higher heat uh, with olive oil, just use regular olive oil. You, you don't want to use the extra virgin olive oil. Uh, I much prefer bacon grease, chicken fat, goose fat, coconut oil, um, those kinds of things. I much prefer that to something like canola, mainly because I've never seen a canola. What is a canola? You know, it's, 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 a, it's a derivative. It's, 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 a, it's a processed thing. You know, I, I'd rather something kind of you know, natural. I love, I mean, doing, you know, bacon grease. Bacon makes phenomenal, can make a phenomenal roux as well. Uh, you know, what about the flour? You know, any kind of flour will do, all-purpose bread flour. It really doesn't matter that much. You know, the main thing is that you use equal parts oil and flour and that you don't burn it. That's the most important part. Don't burn it. Uh, you know, recently I've started adding a little more flour than oil, and I find that it speeds the process up a bit. Normally... Making a roux uh, can take about 20 30 minutes. You know, if you're confident in what you're doing, uh, you can make it in half the time by turning the heat up. And uh, yeah, I, I don't recommend it for folks who, who are not veterans uh, at, at making roux. Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you're conf- confident, if you're comfortable and confident and, and, and turn that heat up and staying on it, then, then go for it, you know. Uh, but it really is. It's very, very easy to make a roux. Uh, it just takes time and attention, and and nothing smells worse though than than uh, than a roux that's been burnt. All right, so so please do be careful. Um, burnt roux is just a really really bad smell, and you have to start over. You have to start all over again with the roux. So uh, you know, in recent memory, just a, a couple of episodes back, I made a gluten free roux for the first time. I think that was the the post or the the episode on. Shrimp and okra gumbo. You can go back at over at catholicfoodie.com and find that out. But if you uh, you, you you certainly can make a gluten free roux and uh, and it works out very very well. You just use a gluten free flour to do it. You might want to use coconut oil as well to to uh, uh, you know, as, as your oil. Uh, it really is amazing. I was really surprised, very very surprised that it turned out as well as it did. Now here here's the not so secret ingredient or the not so secret secret ingredient of my gumbos. Uh, roux, yeah, you have to have it, right? You can't have a gumbo without roux. But here's the not-so-secret secret ingredient. <laughs> I've said it before, and, and I'll say it again. You know, um, if you want to make the best soups and gumbos possible, um, then use stock, not, not water, right? And for this chicken and andouille gumbo, I recommend using uh, my chicken stock, which, again, you'll find that recipe over at catholicfoodie.com. Now, the stock that I used the other day um, was had been simmering on the stove for probably probably four days before I used it. Uh, it, it was so rich and, and so dark, it, it looked like coffee. It was amazing. I, I kid you not. I mean, I was, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, you know, for other gumbos, you can use a turkey stock or a shrimp stock or, or whatever, but for this chicken and andouille Gumbo, please do use a chicken stock made from chicken bones, and you can find that recipe at catholicfoodie.com. I mean, believe me, this is, it really is the not-so-secret secret ingredient. I mean, if you put the extra effort in to cook with stocks instead of water, 
your family, your friends, even the folks that live down the street will thank you. I mean, in their eyes, you will be a hero, I'm telling you. Now, here's another thought for gumbo, and this is something that's that's very, I, I, I speak about it often when I talk about Cajun and Creole cuisine, is that, you know, big pot equals big love. Big pot equals big love. And, uh, you know, speaking of the folks that live down the street, you know, <laughs> you think about them because gumbo or anything, Cajun and Creole, I mean, really, is a, it's a community event. I mean, it is. It's It's big pot cooking, you know. And so you want to share the love with family and friends. You want to invite people over. You want to, uh, you know, maybe, perhaps, you know, pray about it first, but maybe invite those crazy people over that, that live down the street. Who knows? Uh, but really, you know, it, it's one of the reasons um, that, that, that life is so overwhelming for us these days, I think, is that we're just too busy for our own good. You know, as human beings, creatures made in the image and likeness of God, we have a built-in way of combining or combating the insanity of our busy lives, and that's eating. You know, we have to eat three times a day. Well, we don't have to, but typically we eat three times a day. We have to eat to live, and most of us eat on that schedule of three times a day. And, and why not take advantage of that built-in schedule? Because it's a, it's a necessity, right? It's a, it's a scheduled necessity. Why not take advantage of that uh, and, and do what our parents and grandparents and ancestors did? You know, let's take our time to eat, slow down, linger at table, share the meal with family and friends. You know, let's allow our eating, our dining to restore our humanity, uh, which is the which is what the world is continuously trying to to rip away from us. So, big pot equals big love. So, uh, folks, share the love. <laughs> That's what I recommend, at least. Anyway, here are the ingredients. This is what you need to make this uh, sh- uh, chicken and andouille gumbo. Uh, for this particular roux, I used butter, and uh, I used a cup of butter, or you can, again, use reduced chicken fat or goose fat or some other type of oil with a high smoke point, uh, one cup of all-purpose flour, four medium yellow onions chopped, three green bell peppers chopped, two stalks of celery chopped, uh, six cloves of garlic minced, or you can crush them like I do typically in a mortar and pestle. You want 12 to 14 cups of chicken stock. Now, I said this. I said it already. It's a big pot, big pot. I always make big, big servings of soups and gumbos. Why? Because we love it, first of all. Secondly, we want to share the wealth. And then thirdly, we want it to last as long as it can. I mean, you've got to put forth the effort to make something like this. Make a lot of it. You know, you can always freeze what you don't eat. You can stick it in the fridge. It keeps for a few days. You can eat more than one meal on it. I mean, it's a great way. It's, it really is a great way to cook. Make big pots of it. And, and, and it keeps for days, and you can also freeze it and have it for a different time. So 12 to 14 cups of chicken stock, 2 teaspoons of kosher salt, uh, half a teaspoon cayenne, 2 bay leaves, 1.5 pounds on Dewey sausage, degreased in a skillet or in the oven, and you want to cut that link, you want to cut the links lengthwise and then slice uh, those links. So you wind up with like these little half moons. That's what it looks like. You want the meat from two whole chickens deboned. You know, I usually roast my chickens first and then pull the meat off the bones. I save those bones for stock. Hint, hint. Save the bones for the stock. Uh, but but I, I, I debone the chickens. I use that meat after it's been roasted. It really does add a, a, a unique flavor to the gumbo if you've roasted the, the chickens first. Uh, you have one cup of green onions chopped. Uh, you're going to need extra for you know serving. You want to add some extra for individual bowls. Half a cup of parsley chopped. And um, your favorite hot sauce, whether it's Louisiana hot sauce, crystal hot sauce, Tabasco, 
whatever it is, you want to have some of that on hand to taste, of course. And then you want one to two cups long grain white rice prepared according to package directions. And lately we've been enjoying Louisiana jasmine rice. Here are the instructions. You want to heat your skillet over medium-high heat. Add the butter uh, or other oil that you, you choose. You want to heat until it be uh, begins to sizzle. You add the flour and you whisk it. I have a little a nice metal whisk. You, you whisk it to incorporate, and you continue whisking until the roux reaches the color of dark chocolate. You, know, you, just, you have to be extremely careful not to burn the roux. Uh, and it may take 10 minutes. It may take 15 minutes. It may take 20 minutes. I don't know. It depends on the heat. It depends on your pot. It depends on a lot of things. But you have to keep your eye on it and just keep stirring it to the point where it turns the color of dark chocolate but without being burned. Now, once the roux has reached the desired color, you, you add the onions, the bell pepper, the celery, the garlic. You have to do it fast. You have to add it fast because what that's going to do is going to cool down the roux right? so it doesn't burn. You don't want to scorch it. Uh, it's going to cool it down immediately. And the roux, as, as the, the, the veggies uh, saute, the roux will continue to, to, to cook, but, but you will have avoided the danger of burning as long as you, uh, you know, attend to the, to the pot. Don't, don't leave it for 10, 15 minutes or anything. So uh, what you want to do, you add the onions, the bell pepper, celery, garlic, all that. You stir it well. You want to allow it to cook down for about five minutes or so. You want the veggies to soften and to become translucent. That's, that's the goal. Uh, then, then what you do, when, when you reach that point, you add the stock, the bay leaves, the andouille, uh, the salt, the cayenne. Uh, and of course, the andouille has already been degreased, right? So you add all that, the salt, the cayenne. And depending on the volume of your veggies, you may want to add a little more stock. It just depends. You just got to kind of feel, get a feel for it. Uh, after you've made this once or twice, you'll get a better feel for it. But uh, you may need to add extra stock. Anyway, you want to stir it well, bring it to a simmer, and allow the gumbo to simmer for about 20 minutes or so, and then you add the chicken. Now, once you add the chicken, you're going to reduce the heat to medium-low and continue um, allowing the gumbo to simmer for about 40 minutes. Now, on medium-low, it will do this for about 40 minutes. You want to taste it for seasoning just to make sure that you've got the seasoning right. You can make adjustments as necessary. And taste it for thickness, too, because I've had it in the past where I've made gumbo and realized about halfway through that I didn't make enough roux. I added too much liquid, didn't make enough roux. So I had to, to make another batch and add a little extra in at the end. You can do that if you need to. You can do it if you need to. There's no, um, uh, no roux or gumbo police that are going to come out and arrest you for, for doing that. Uh, anyway, in the end, you, you want to make your rice according to package directions, and then you're going to serve that gumbo over rice in a bowl. Now, you keep Tabasco, Crystal, Louisiana hot sauce on hand in case anybody wants to add it to the bowl, but here's a, here's a, a, a tip. Do not over-rice your bowl. Uh, gumbo is supposed to be very liquidy. It's supposed to, to be, I mean, yes, you have rice in there, but it's not rice mainly with juice kind of mixed into, to, you know, it's, it's mainly supposed to be almost a soupy kind of a thing. Rice is added in as a little bonus, a little lanyard, a little extra, okay? So don't overdo it on the rice. This is delicious stuff, folks. It really is. Keep uh, chopped parsley and green, uh, chopped green onions available. Uh, on the table in case folks want to add that to their bowls. It's really, really, really good. Now here, here's the thing. Um, what about you? You like gumbo? Do you have a favorite gumbo story perhaps? Uh, have you made gumbo before? I want to hear about it. You know, uh, do you like to slow down and eat dinner with your family on a regular basis? I want to hear about that too. 
Uh, do you invite the crazy people from down the street over for dinner from time to time? <laughs> I'd love to hear about that as well. So tell me all about it. You can tell me on the, in the comments over at catholicfoodie.com for this post, the, the chicken and andouille gumbo post, or you can call the listener feedback line at 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974, or you can shoot me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. And I'll be back in just a moment. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Well, we have reached the end of the episode, folks. So uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for being with me. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, it's been fun. It has been fun. And, uh, you know, if you have a, a moment or two to spare, it would be awesome if you can go to uh, iTunes and uh, search for The Catholic Foodie. And matter of fact, they're actually on catholicfoodie.com. There's a link to the I, uh, iTunes page. If you can go to iTunes and just rate The Catholic Foodie, I'd really appreciate it. You know, five stars is awesome. That'd be great. You like win points in heaven and stuff for, for you know, giving The Catholic Foodie a five-star rating. That would be uh, really, really cool. Uh, you can also leave a comment there if you like. Uh, just say, uh, you know, that you enjoy the show and, and what you enjoy about it. I'd love to hear from you there as well. So, uh, fantastic. That would be great if you could just spend a moment to, uh, to rate the Catholic Foodie on iTunes. And also, I'd love to hear from you. I just want to know what's going on in your kitchen. Uh, please do let me know again. The, the listener feedback line, 985-635-4974. You can reach me via email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Don't forget I'm over at Facebook, too. Uh, Facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Catholic Foodie, and, of course, over at CatholicFoodie.com. I look forward to seeing you. So um, we have good stuff coming your way next episode, so stay tuned, and until next time, bon appétit.